Chocobo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of everyone's favorite exclusive miniseries on the Story Screen Presents channel, 8-Bits. It's better than all the other ones, and I'm allowed to say that because I'm on all of them. And if anybody brings it up, I will say that I never said this, even though it's being recorded and released to the public. I am your co-host for this. Uh, I'm not your co-host, whoever's listening. Like I, I have a co-host. I am the co-host of 8-Bits, Mike Burge. I'm joined today by my co-host, Robert Leo Anderson. Hi. Thank you for having me back. You can tell the energy is good to go. We're recording this on July 5th. It was just the holiday weekend, mm. and uh, <laughs> the world is attempting to shake off the coil of it has already ended. And, uh, you know, and I'm here for it because, you know, I am of the mind that, uh, you know, and this is on brand with uh, what we're talking about today. I do believe that the world has ended already in uh, real life and that we're just kind of in the host of we're, we're in the breakup phase where you're yeah. just kind of like, are we going to get back together? But in all honesty, the earth has moved on. Uh, it's it's ghosting our texts. Uh, it's hanging out with a different <laughs> crowd, you know, and it's just uh, as far as I know, we probably got ourselves like maybe another five or ten years. And then I think it's going to be dino time again in about like a thousand years. And we'll just kind of reset. And that's fine because it's the cycle. It's the cycle of life. It's also the circle of life, you know, and and death is something that I think should be embraced when it is inevitable. Well, I'm going to really try not to die ever, but because uh, the the idea of dying terrifies me. But maybe the prospect of being undead could be a good avenue for me. True. Or I, I, I welcome death, I guess, as a way to put it. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not actively seeking it out, but, you know, if the Grim Reaper is knocking on my door, you know, I'll feel you bad. For for everybody else who like now doesn't get to like hang out with me and stuff. Cause that sucks. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Agreed. but as far as like my, from my point of view, dying might be, um, uh, just like, you know, a different adventure, you know, who knows what lies on the other side. And I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm anxious to find out, but like, you know, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I'm hoping for some San Junipero type thing where they can kind of load me up into a computer, or mm. um, you know, or just something to you know inject me and give me back my my youth. We'll mm. see. It seems we can't even keep the Earth from like falling apart. So why would we even try and you know? I mean, it really is this. like we're at the end of a gigantic pandemic, um, uh, historic, earth changing, and. We just had a heat wave across the country, especially in certain parts that broke records and literally killed people. And then human beings set the ocean on fire for like three days. And our efforts to turn to 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 quench it was to spray it with water from boats. Um, and then then we held a Fourth of July 
celebration nationwide where we just shot off uh explosive little rockets and just filled all of our streets with smog and smoke and 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 destroyed pets lives for the next couple months all out of the sake of celebrating the independence of something that honestly has been brought into question quite a bit in the past year or so if not even further uh, you know, so like, yeah, it's it's um to quote Bo Burnham from Inside. It's a quick little line uh, where he says, um, "You say the ocean's rising, like I give a shit. You say the whole world's ending, buddy. It already did. Yeah, you know, you couldn't slow it. Heaven knows you tried. Got it? Good. Now get inside. That's it. Yeah, buddy. It already did. It's it already over. did. It's over. We're done." So this is our podcast about video game adaptations into film. It's a really Yay. fun time, and we'll leave all of the uh, existential crises uh, at the front right there so that when you click play, that has hooked you. Now you've been hooked. Now they're like, oh my We've god, got I gotta you. see what these guys have to say about Yeah, we movies. got you in our nets. <laughs> we, uh, the, the snares have been hooked in. I think um, we're normally so depressed on, on Mike, but uh, you know. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not depressed. I'm I'm excited about it. You know, it's uh, you true. just got to flip the coin. You got to go for it. You know. Hopefully, I got a trick one. Yeah, you either die a human or live long enough to see yourself become Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. He's a good boy. He did it. He did um, it. He did it. Congratulations. Uh, so, Eight Bits is a podcast show where myself and Young Baby Robert Anderson discuss video games that have been adapted into film and we are trying to kind of figure out what might be the best video game adaptation what are the different how do you create an adaptation what is it to remake something whether it be in the medium of uh, film cinema television remaking another game and remaking the same game into another game sequels all of these different things different genres that kind of fall into it and um today we're talking about a very very special one one of the longest running video game adaptation franchises that also happens to be uh the video game itself inspired by the very uh genre specifics of a specific genre of film which is horror movies and we're talking about resident evil resident today evil. the uh long running still to this day video game franchise that keeps changing itself in very interesting and for the most part positive ways uh as the video game landscape changes it too is kind of changing what it does while maintaining some of its specifics from the past and the originals it also is has been around long enough where uh, games from earlier on in its franchise have been remade now completely, not just, you know, not just like recompressed and like brought up, but completely from the ground up. You know, we we have had a Resident Evil 1 remake. We have had a Resident Evil uh, 0 prequel. We've had a Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, there's more on the way. Uh, and I believe we are at Resident Evil 8, which is also known as Village, which has the um, the big boob woman. Big boob, big feet. Big big caboose. Uh, you got a big hat. caboose too, I saw. I found out. I didn't big know hat. that. She's large and in charge. Uh, she's a vampire mm. lady. Big nails. Uh, everything about her. Yeah. Uh, big. Yeah, she's big an deal. FBG, fat bottom girl. Um, <laughs> she's making the world go round. She's rocking it. Yeah. Um, 
So we're going to be discussing, uh, you know, the franchise as a whole a little bit, uh, particularly focusing in as far as like the movie stuff. We're going to be going in on the 2002 Paul W.S. Anderson film, uh, Resident Evil. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, we recently covered on this very show where we talked about the Mortal Kombat adaptation that he did. Um, And we're also going to be discussing uh, the Silent Hill movies because they are kind of... uh, uh, connected uh, to what Resident Evil was trying to do. They were kind of piggybacking off of the success of that film franchise. And Silent Hill is a very similar game series, especially the first couple to the original Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, before the games really started becoming something a little bit different. Um, so, as always on 8-Bits... Uh, we're going to start out with just uh, some general personal history of ours with this stuff. Uh, Robbie, what, what is, what's your history with um, the old Resident Evil? Uh, you know, I was very, my, me being into horror media is, is still fairly new in my like life uh, and really kind of like a little bit before and mostly during my time with story screen, have I gotten into horror anything? Um, so like horror video games are never really quite something I messed with. And I think the first resident evil game I really interacted with is I was at a friend's house at like his birthday party or something. And he was playing resident evil four and he was playing the like arcade mode in it. I was just like this game, like zombies, but like not as scary as I thought. It's kind of like more of like an anime and like he's playing it and look cool. Resident Evil 4 eventually came to the Wii, and uh, me and my friends took many sleepovers to uh, beat that game, trading off the the remote and nunchuck. Uh, a lot of people say that the Wii version's the best version of Resident Evil 4, because you can point and aim, uh, and that's, that game was a lot, it was very cool. Uh, but I don't have two... I've tried a lot of Resident Evil games. I haven't beaten that many of them. I haven't loved too many of them. Uh, Resident Evil 5 I tried playing, it was a little too action-y, and your character couldn't run, so that, like, felt counterintuitive to one another, I, and, you know, that, and I think at, at the point you're in Resident Evil 5, like, the lore starts getting pretty crazy, uh, or maybe at that point it already had, I'm not really sure. I played some of the ones for the DS, and, like, that was cool, but playing, like, a Resident Evil game on the DS isn't, like, always, like, the most optimal way to do it. And then I hadn't really touched the franchise, I was intrigued when... Uh, Resident Evil 7 came out because that was the first like first person one but it seemed more in line with games like Amnesia which are kind of like horror games where there's not a ton of combat but you're kind of like running away a lot of the time and that didn't intrigue me as much it also seemed fucking scary and I was like this might be a little too scary for Bebe but then um, mm. Resident Evil 2 Remake came out and I really 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 liked Resident Evil 2 Remake I thought that they brought the franchise in like a totally like it did what all remakes should do where, you know, they took the elements that people were nostalgic for and remembered the core game being, but they totally modernized the gameplay without making it completely different. Like, you still can only stand in one place and shoot, but, like, the fighting zombies almost felt like a puzzle going for headshots. They they had such a good fine line of, like, your survival horror mechanics. Like, you only ever had just enough ammo, you only had just enough health, and it, and it felt good. Uh, and I really like that game. I don't love it when it gets super action crazy towards the end. But that's just my my style. I get that people are there for it. And uh, yeah, not super familiar with the movies either. I think I saw the one where they're in the desert in the movie theater. Uh, I'm not sure which one that is. 
Extinction. Extinction. It should be pointed out that I am a Resident Evil movie expert. I've watched all of them. Good. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm That's all it takes to be an expert. (laughs) To watch them Um, all at least once. Yeah, that's my history. Watching this movie, uh, as we'll I was we'll discuss soon, is uh, was cool. I liked it more than I I thought I would. It's still like you know weird, but you know I, Mike and I were talking about it off mic the other day, and you know I was just like, yeah, it's more of like an action movie than like a horror movie. But then I was thinking about the re- saying that in a way where I was just like, you know, the Resident Evil games are much more like horror games. And I was like, yeah, they're actually like. Most yeah. of them at this point are action games. Like you know, Resident yes. Evil Five is an action game. You fight or you're fighting zombies, but it's an action game. You know, like yeah, it gets explosion, anime, and crazy pretty quick. So, so yeah, the Resident Evil movie it felt like it was in terms of being an adaptation it felt in line with what it's adapting, which is better to than say you know like the Super Mario Mario Brothers movie where they're just like yeah it's. I guess we're is in the adaptation, or it's just a freak show. I don't really know. Which I can be there for either if it's entertaining. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's my that's my two cents so far on Resident Evil as a whole. Yeah, I think that uh, you know the the Resident Evil games, much like the zombie genre of film, zombie movies are. I kind you know. This might seem like a bit of a stretch, but I think it's arguable. Is that the zombie genre? is primarily a horror action genre because most zombie movies also incorporate uh, set pieces of zombies attacking people, shooting guns, trying to get away from them. And that is action, you know, so it's like it's not it. There's there's a different vibe of the response to horror action wise that people tend to have in zombie movies than as opposed to something like a Friday the 13th movie or a Halloween movie. Zombie movies do tend to, especially once they are allowed to kind of keep going and have multiple entries, you know, you start getting into things where it's like, you know, like Night of the Living Dead isn't really an action movie. There's like come some action set pieces kind of for like the film's budget. But once you get to like Day of the Dead, like there's full on like action sequences in this thing. And, you know, that's those are the that's the granddaddy trilogy of this entire subgenre of horror. And I think that Resident Evil kind of incorporates that in there, even from the first one and especially in the second one, when they start introducing, you know, all of these like big, big bad characters that are coming after you that you know, you're always fighting zombies here, liquors there, you know, uh, hunters there and all this different stuff. Uh, they start incorporating things like Nemesis and like these these big bads that'll pop up every now and then. Um, that was truly horrifying to me when I was a kid. I played all these games um, through five as they were coming out. I fell off, tried to play six, fell off of it. Not because I didn't like it. I was just too busy. That was during the phase of my life where I was not really playing video games and I kept tricking myself that I could get back into them and devote the time to them. Um, And now I can only do it like if it's something that I am extremely interested in or something that's recommended to me by a fellow video game nerd that I I trust their opinions, such as yourself. Um, I love Resident Evil, the games. I used to play the first one on uh, PC before I had any real, uh, before I had like a PlayStation or a, N64 or anything like that to be able to do it. Resident Evil 2 was the first game besides Super Mario Brothers, Super uh, or Super Mario 64 that came with the N64 was the first game that I got. Uh, my parents had no idea what it was. 
Um, and I love that game to pieces. It is easily one of my top five games of all time. Um, I think it's slick. I think it's scary. I think it's got one of the best first two hours of gameplay you can ever have that really gets you into the world and teaches you the rules back when rule teaching in video games was maybe not as slick and, um, you know, exposition driven as it is these days. Something like The Last of Us comes to mind where the the first two hours of gameplay where they're teaching you all the controls in The Last of Us is just like, mama mia, like it, you barely can tell that it's a training <clears throat> seminar. Um Love the games. Uh, I think that there's diminishing returns to be argued as they go on. Um, some of that's nostalgia uh, and the simplicity of what those first three games were trying to do. Um, but the movies are a whole other beast altogether. You know, this is Paul W.S. Anderson has kind of fallen into, you know, he didn't make all of these movies, but he made most of them. Um, and I liken it to a lot of things like me and you recently discussed um, uh Spiral colon from the book of Saw, Pussy, um, that the first Saw movie is very different from what we all think Saw. When we think of Saw movies, what they've become, the first one is very different. And it's the same with like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the same with Friday the 13th. Uh, A lot of horror eventually kind of has to take on new things and they just kind of magnify the special unique simple things about the first one and bring them up there and in resident evil this is not based on any of the games they're taking some of the some of like the bad guys and the concepts and the names and just kind of repurposing them in here but it's essentially an original story and it it has a lot of action elements in it because Paul W.S. Anderson is an action director. You know, even his best movie, uh, Event Horizon, which is a horror movie, has a lot of action elements in it. But it's more in line with something like Aliens, where Aliens is a horror movie. There's just action in there, you know, and it doesn't go so far as Terminator 2, where it's like Terminator is a horror movie. Terminator 2 is a flat out action movie. There's not a lot of horror aspects in it except for the fact that the bad guy is kind of like a stalker Michael Myers-esque character. I recently rewatched T2. Um, just a quick update for anybody interested. Still fucking great. Um, and uh, But the Resident Evil movies about, I think it was last year during the first drive-in season, while a lot of the world was still on lockdown, I started, I started watching all the Resident Evil movies and picking up on the ones that I hadn't seen, because some of them I hadn't watched. Um and they're batshit crazy movies, but they're consistent. Yeah. Um, uh, each one is kind of just as good as the last one, even if by the third or fourth one, they're just plain old, like, okay. Uh, they never really grow beyond that, but they never fall below it. So you kind of know what you're getting. And for some people, that consistency is exactly what you want in the long running franchise. Um, but this first one I used to watch all the time. This first one was, uh, notoriously to me, legendarily, the first movie I ever watched with the commentary on a DVD. And it was, you know, Michelle Rodriguez and, um, all the, all the little main, the main peeps, the main peeps, you know, your Mia Jovovich. And, uh, I don't know if Paul W.S. Anderson was on that. I don't know. Um, but it was, I used to watch the movie all the time because I really kind of liked its slickness. It's got like a real cool music video attitude that also works for the tone that it's trying to set. Uh, I love the Resident Evil game, so I like the fact that the dogs were in it. I like to hear Umbrella. Um, I think it's got a fucking 
banging first 10 minutes where we're introduced to the world and what's happening in this kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. Like that, that the first like 10 minutes, I also think like kind of like wowed me because, and I didn't realize it until we were later in the movie as we're watching, as I'm watching it. And I'm like, they really show you like, what's cool about that scene is that they're showing you like all like all those characters in, in, in the umbrella complex like those are the zombies. Yes, you know, and that's that's like really like novel in a way. Like you never yeah. like like zombie movies don't like necessarily do that. Like the zombies are like you know people. There's there there are characters like main characters who may get bitten, and you have to see them transform or them deal with like whether they tell or don't tell. But usually, a lot of times you meet zombies in zombie media. Like you know they they have turned a while ago. They are just they are characters you haven't necessarily met, with a few exceptions. But to have like all the bad guys, all the enemies in the movie, you're seeing them turn, and that's the inciting incident. And and like it's it's thrilling seeing them try to escape and what's going yeah. on. And, and it's I think like its the, own little non-zombie horror movie at the beginning. Yeah, and it, it's very cool. And then you know the movie starts to to you know you know uh, shoot itself in the foot a little bit when it starts juggling like amnesia. Characters who don't know who they are. Trying oh, to I love that shit, though. It's, I yeah, love that. I love, I love that stuff. It's stuff. not as tight and simple as as that intro, though. You know? I'd argue it's simple. Maybe not tight. Sure. But <laughs> having a character get amnesia for tension and uh, character exposition and mystery. Simple that's is like word the you simplest uh, yeah. that you can go. Yeah. That is a word you can use. But yeah, I, I also really uh, enjoyed that intro. And that, that was definitely like one of the things I walked away from the movie being like, that intro, like it bangs, though. Yeah, and I, love, I love the, the ending too. I think it's got really awesome book ends. I love the ending of like the train escape and everything. Yeah. And you know, you're really awesome. Uh, we've made it. Oh, what's what's wrong with my arm? My arm. Oh, and then you get like Slipknot fucking comes in, and they're just like, "Did you think this was the end of the movie? There's gonna be another one in a couple years." Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. It's a cool. It's a cool flick. It's a cool um, movie. Two thousand two. Time yeah, and I could, place. I can see why people like fuck with it. I can see why people fucked with it forever. You know. And, and yeah. another thing I really appreciate about those movies, and I think it's also why like I like Final Fantasy VII so much, is just the and maybe like even more like as I learn like just kind of Japanese narratives where it, you know it's just like it's like the corporation is like the problem you know it's like it's like this hmm. umbrella corporation this spaceless corporation it's because it's so like you know automated now that these things can fall through and happen and and i like i like that aspect i like the i like the verse corporation vibe yeah. of it and the umbrella corp is like one of the best video game bad guys of all time like just like yeah. you, you know you get your you know your weskers and your different characters in there that are kind of like the henchmen of these things and the main things that you physically fight and encounter but umbrella yeah. corp just like which is essentially like it's like amazon or something like that where it's sure. just like this yeah. global power that makes like face creams and technology like 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 ipods and stuff like that and that's how they're so big but they also do like chemical warfare weapons global stuff like it's it's just a really cool idea it's extremely mid 90s um but also something that's been being talked about in film since like you know the 70s and 80s and to see that kind of carried on like again the movies are the movies 
you know, take them or leave them. The first one, though, I think is just like a really kind of special, like little time capsule. It's nearly 20 years old now. It's still like bops. It hits what it needs to. It's got your classic like here's a group of people. And some of them die right away. Uh, some of them, which you wouldn't expect to die right away because like they're the ones that are talking the most in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, they're the leaders. And then like you slowly get more and more down the line. Uh, I love the reveal of, you know, who who released it and yeah. all this different things like it's it, it, it's a fun little trot. And in rewatching it for this. I was just like, damn, this is like an easy movie to watch. And that might be because I've seen this thing probably more than 20 times at this point, just because it's a great background movie. But it really is just kind of like it's um, it's very clinical in what it's doing. And that cannot be said about any of the other Resident Evil movies. <laughs> the other Resident Evil movies are very um, they're very self-involved. Uh, they're very back padding they're very self-congratulatory like they're they're they think that they are something different than what they are based off of the massive success that the first one had and that each one continues to keep having um and i think it just kind of like it just kind of bloats the charm that the movies inherently have and so that first one just has pure charm it's just it's riding on its charm and the recognition of the Resident Evil brand name alone, because everything else is removed. There is no Chris Redfield. You know, there is no Leon S. Kennedy, yeah. Claire Redfield, Jill Valentine at, at Wesker. There's none of these things. It's just Umbrella Corps, Raccoon City. You know it. You love it. You're here to fuck. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't get, uh, I mean, even like, you know, the, the Resident Evil narrative in the games, like, you know, it just gets so crazy with the characters you're meeting and the crisscrossing of story, stories and like, you know, who, who's infected, who's not infected and who gets powers now from being infected or, uh, I love, like, I, I see it on Twitter every so often, but just a clip of like, I think it's Resident Evil 6 and it's like oh, a gun, oh, yeah. the gun, the gunfight where they're just like right next to each other shooting is just like, why would this ever be this way but like it's amazing I, every it's time i watch it i love it. I love, it I love it every time i see it um but yeah i love resident evil as a as a adaptation what do you think like as like in, in our ever evolving idea of what makes a good adaptation we're kind of coming up with different rules each episode be like well this works so maybe if they incorporated that into this like super mario brothers the idea of just like completely changing what it is we're like that's interesting what they did didn't really work yeah. and in tomb raider the idea of kind of either just like injecting bonds like something else into it makes sense or bring it down to earth and grounding it we were like we like that and final fantasy continuing stuff which this one really doesn't do kind of acts almost as like a side quest to the first one you know where it's like the first yeah. one takes place in a mansion outside of raccoon city there's an outbreak it's a bit and of this a, one's uh, all about cinematic where it came from remix yeah. in a way yeah i think that you know well it's not my favorite movie and um i do think that it's it, from a marketing standpoint, it, it it made the right move to make it more of like an action flick, you know, and like 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 lean heavier into the action like portions of it, um, yeah. while also keeping cinematic, like, cinematic, while also like keeping the 
you know, the uh, the Umbrella Corporation, like, kind of, like, um, serious for the most part. Like, you know, I think I think it's I think it's pretty good. I think it's true to what to what the source material is to a certain extent while also trying to do something new. That's all you can really ask out of these adaptations. I think, you know, I think probably the best adaptation still is like the newest Tomb Raider movie. I think, you know, just because it has of, like so many what we've watched so far. I think so, yeah. Um I agree. I think Resident Evil's a close second, uh kind of along the lines of Mortal Kombat, uh the original Mortal Kombat, just because I like yeah. how Mortal Kombat has really no story and they have to try and create something out of it and it's it's just it but it, they're for different reasons, you know. I love the pulp of Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil. I love the tenacity to just, it's essentially Super Mario Brothers where yeah. they're just like, look, like whereas Super Mario Brothers had no story. So they had mm. to create one in the Resident Evil movie. They're like, well, there's a story there, but like that's already been done. It's uninteresting yeah. to, to do that. And maybe that's something that Paul W.S. Anderson brought to the table you know, nearly a decade later from Mortal Kombat where they had to build something from scratch. He's like, well, it's more interesting to just try and like, you know, people go to see Resident Evil because they like zombies. Most of these people haven't played Resident Evil. Who fucking cares? Like, let's do this and get a hot lady in it and all this stuff. And she's so she's so hot and so nice. I'm going to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does those things well. I, I still really like, you know, in terms of like technique, I still also really like, um, the new Mortal Kombat movie for uh, its accessibility and its world building. I still think it does. Yeah, but you know that really that movie's well. dumb, right? Yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's bad. Um, everybody's it's dumb. It's bad. I'm dumb. I'm it's bad. The dumb, I'm dumb. It's the dumb bad. movie. And if you like it, you're dumb. You dumb. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm dumb. Yeah. Um, but then like, you know, and I think that's the same way why, like the reason I like uh, Tomb Raider, because it like, it doesn't try and go too much into some of the, the the like the bigger lore building elements of Tomb Raider. It's really just like about it's like it's about Laura Croft. It's about her issues with her dad. It's about her trying to find herself, and it's about her becoming the Tomb Raider. You know, and like that stuff yeah. is cool. I a little origin guy, yeah. you know, which this kind, which Resident Evil kind of is in a way, where it's like <clears> an origin of like what was the inciting. You could argue that you know the events of. Um, Resident Evil 1 take place between Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 or even the ending of Resident Evil 1 the, the Resident Evil the, the movie where she walks out and Raccoon City is decimated because that's what Resident Evil 2 kind of takes place in and they play around with that in the second one where Claire Redfield shows up and all that or is that yeah it's Claire Redfield and Jill Valentine I think are in the second one and they start bringing oh, okay. in that's when they start bringing <clears throat> in characters from the movies and you know Wesker Chris shows and up them, eventually they all, they all get in there at some point they all right? get in there eventually yeah like Chris shows up in I think four finally and he's played by uh, the dude who is on the uh, one of those DC CW shows um, he does fine yeah. It's you know, it's an interesting if you are a fan of the games and at least of the first five, because by the end of the first five, you were introduced to all the mainstay characters that are just going to be keep coming back for the most part. Yeah. And they'll just be like, they'll show somebody and you'll be like, who the fuck's this guy? And you'll be like, my name's Chris Redfield. And then we'll be, you'll be like, oh, damn. Oh, yeah, fuck, for the hardcore Resident Evil fans. Yeah. And then nobody else like, knows. Whoa. Nobody else in the game in the movie yeah. knows who that is. But you're like. Yeah, that's Chris Redfield. That's like the main character well, from funny the first cause, movie. Because like those characters are like they're Game. just like guys, you know? They're just like guys and <laughs> yeah. chicks. So like when you see him in, in like the movie, if you're not really familiar, like he's, he's 
fucking guys. Like, I don't know. It's they're like, just guys Chris. and chicks. Yeah, they're just saying, they're, they're saying, like, Leon fucking Kennedy enters. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, so what, okay, why? Like, Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? It's funny because we are, uh, we're kind of just missing the Netflix Resident Evil show that's coming out in a week or two. Is it a week or two? I thought that thing was still. Uh, no, the animated show. Oh, I forgot that you've got like your matrix set up now where you can be like. Yeah, let me check my 700 monitors real quick. Uh, While you're looking that up, um, I would like to say that. uh, All right. um, July 8th. July eighth, it's coming out, so that's in a couple days, dude. Yeah, infinite, that's infinite like in three days. Yeah, we yeah. almost maybe should have waited, but then we would have to watch this whole thing. So we'll talk. About we'll it follow up on the next one because honestly, yeah. at the top of this epi- at the end of this episode, we're gonna say what the next one is, and I don't think we're gonna have a shit ton of fucking talk about. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to say real quick that um, let's see, uh, fuck Leon S. Kennedy. Mary. Mary. Um, nemesis. Kill. Kill. Chris Redfield. Chris Redfield. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd do. So would you, would you'd rather fuck nemesis, in, but not Mr. X? No, Mr. X can get the fuck out of here. Like I. You don't fuck with him? You don't like his little hat that he has? No, I don't like his little hat that he has. I think it's pretentious. <laughs> it is a little pretentious. He does yeah. look like a big like men's rights activist with his big... <laughs> Fucking God! <laughs> and his broad shoulders. Woo! And he's you know just chasing women throughout the entire game. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Good for uh. you. What are you doing here, man? You should be making millions and millions of dollars doing Ooh, this somewhere. Who me? Yeah, millions you. Who are you? you. Nah. Um, nah, I'll take. I'll take this. Let's uh, let's sideswipe though, real quick. Let's uh, or let, let let's uh, let's swipe right for a second. Silent Hill. You watched the first Silent Hill movie. I did. What did you think of that? I think I, I think you said this the other day, and it resonated with me. I was watching it, but. Uh, the the first like hour of this long fucking movie, maybe a little bit, maybe like the first five movie, minutes, long movie, long movie, is cool. It's it insanely cool. cool. It's so cool. And then after that, I'm like, it's less cool now. It, it, it becomes crazy. less cool. It's a little crazy. I gotta tell you though, and this it's cool movie. It's cool. This is Way something that could get me canceled. Be. So this is like mm-hmm. peak exclusive content. You're opinion. throwing some. Mis- you're throwing some Mr. X in here. I'm gonna fucking get Mr. X on you right now. <laughs> um, uh, the choice to make all of the main characters women, which is a choice that they make, because the main characters in the first two Silent Hill games are our boys, our boy, the yeah. guys. They make them chicks. Um, <gasps> And I feel like they do this intentionally because, you know, if if um, if Tomb Raider, the remake is all about daddies and daddy issues. uh, The first Silent Hill is all about mama issues and mommy issues and Mm -hmm. mamas being mamas or mamas not being mamas and fucking stuff. They should be being mamas. They should be being everybody who's a mama should be being a mama. Um, But the there's like two or three moments of just aggressive um sexual uh 
just abhorrences done to female characters in this movie that are fucking insane that are just like they come so out of left field oh like the janitor scene and you're like (laughs) what like uh the janitor scene is one where that's like fucking insane with like the tongue and and that yeah and it's just like the main ones i'm thinking of are when the girl uh the woman that they meet in the hotel when she stays outside to like throw rocks at the at the at the witch mom and then uh pyramid head my fucking boo uh fuck mary kill pyramid head down the fucking line and killing him I well, it's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, when he, he he rips the clothes off the woman that he's holding up, she's oh, completely and then just, like, nude. Takes her and then he just grabs off? the skin on her chest and rips it off. It's insanely Dude, that's um, a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. And then there's also the scene where the the big uh, like head priestess leader of all these people when. Um, when the getting is getting oh, the, done the and the coils and the like, coils go up oh. her skirt, you're just like, there's it's these like, moments. And this movie is written by Roger Avery, who is the dude who co-wrote Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino, yeah. who went on to make like rules of attraction. He's kind of a fucking weird dude. Um, there's just, there's, there's something to it where I don't know if it's great because it's hard to, it's, it's hard to not condemn violence against women to this degree in this visualization that they are doing. However, I do think that it is, it's not commendable and I don't want to congratulate it, but I gotta say it's extremely, extremely effective, at least to me, because you're watching a movie that for the most part, when Sean Bean and the other cop are not on screen, you're primarily following women yeah. And then to see these moments that are very, you know, have it like just like bare nude full and just ripping your skin off, having the 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 coils, the, the barbed wire go up the skirt of a woman. We know what's going on there and having some weird janitor dude just being like, oh, which is like you. what every fucking creepy yeah. construction worker does to every woman that passes by who's under the age of fucking thirty five. Um is just like there, there's something there that I found just so frightening. It's effective, yeah. I think, and you know, with the movie, like the movie, I think is messily trying to be about like women and trying to be about like you know struggles a woman may face by having this witch narrative in there, these coven narratives, one hundred percent. But I think it's just it's it, it, it's a little sloppy, and then when you include such like visceral visuals of violence against women it's just like i don't know man it's 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 not it's not handled with grace it becomes it becomes like a seesaw complex where you're just like i really like that you're doing this but i guess you also have to deal with this too and maybe you're not dealing with that the best and like you know it doesn't help also that the the movie is like it's it's not like consistent five days long and five days long but it's because like you know like when these moments like the moments when, like, when when he rips that woman's like skin off, like, there's not really any other scene in the movie like that. Like, there are like scene, there's scary yeah. scenes in the movie, I, but like, I think that not, it's like, those that, it's those you know? brief moments of like extreme horror and violence because the rest of the movie is just built up on all this tension building and these like weird atmospheric things of like you know the. 
the effect of like, you know, everything decaying and, and gliding up and turning into something else as the darkness Love comes that. is fucking cool. Um, Pyramid Head is a fucking legend. We stand fucking step on my fucking throat. <laughs> King. Well, all of the all of the the like the thing esque designs of some of these creatures. So cool. Like Very such cool. cool stuff. The atmosphere is so cool. There's not really like anything. I also quite... like to have have you played the Silent Hill games, any of them? No, I watched some videos before we recorded so like, yeah. just to see what they look like. They you look can very resonant. See, it's like you're you're getting like, you know, like your 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 chest your uh your chest spitters and stuff like that. Like these are villains that are all throughout the game that you bump into that you have to fight in different ways. And I love that they're just like each one of these things just gets a little set piece. Even if it's just yeah. like, I'm coming down the mountain for you, girl. Spew! And then they're like, shoot it, run away. And like, you never see the chest spitter again. And, you know, same yeah. with the nurses. And they kind of rework how those operate and stuff. Well, and like, it's, it's cool. The, the last great scene in the movie, in my opinion, mm. is like, and it still is like in the middle-ish, is, is when she's like in the school and mm. she's just trying to outrun all these different creature scenarios that are chasing her. And it's such... It's just really good classic. Oh, and the little demon children are those like, are fucking terrifying. But it kinda, it's like it's like one leads into another. I think she like meets the guy in the bathroom stall soon after that. Meet, meets I him. mean, that's the best one is like the she goes into the stall and it's like, I dare you. I dare you get the like key or whatever yeah. out of it like that. And oh, the note. And then like the darkness happens and then you start hearing like, you know, and you're like, oh, it's that dude over there. And that's how the games operate is like you walk through, you see these weird things. You start understanding the geography of like the building that you're in. So you kind of know where to hide. And then when the darkness hits, you're just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But now everything kind of changes and you have to remember what happens. Like Silent Hill is... Uh, I think on the same level as a great video game adaptation as Resident Evil. It's not the best. It's got its problems, but I think it's a, I think it's legit. Now, Silent Hill Revelations 3D. I watched the the trailer. I watched the trailer and I was just like, I'm good, but I want to hear about it. (laughs) So Silent Hill Revelations, I watched it tackles a concept that I left the other movie being like, how does this girl live her life like a normal person after the events of this movie? Well, she's fucking dead at the end of yeah. the first one. She's dead. But they and have like, her. And then, like, and then in this one, they're just like, she came back. And I'm just like, oh, okay. That, that's fine. She has fine. a different name? Like, her name's Heather now? and that's Because they're on the run. That's from the video games. Okay. They change her name. Because, like, they start, like, uh, they can, all of a sudden now people from Silent Hill can what's i guess i guess escape briefly and john oh, like snow john snow leaves for I like saw. a little bit to like try and get it in there and he's got like it's great because he's got this american accent that's just like yo dude have you never fucking heard an american talk you're literally talking to americans right now in the scene and he's just like uh do, do you think uh, thinketh thou that and I'm like what the fuck are you fucking doing stop uh, it's great um, it's it's a great bad movie it's a piece of shit and in watching it I realized that it was um, if we can get a little personal right now oh. I had seen this movie when it came out and completely forgot about it until about 10 minutes in when 
the scene there's a scene with her talking to her dad and she get and he gives her the jacket that she just had in a dream and stuff and i remembered that i had seen this movie balls to the wall off my head on drugs in japan at a movie theater we're talking wrecked you're fucked up i fucked up i and i remember i had always remembered like there was this movie that i saw in japan where i was really fucked up i was going through a rough time in my little life where i was young dumb and just full of drugs and was running around doing a bunch of dumb shit and uh don't regret it live to tell the tale fuck all y'all um he made it fuck the police uh main thing and uh i remember leaving a movie and like throwing up popcorn like while i'm walking down the, you know when you're like you're so <laughs> fucked up and you're walking home and you're just like Bleh, but you're like he's just throwing up while you're still walking you're trying to play it cool so you don't attract yeah, too well, much if, attention if you, if you stop you'll never get there we've all know, been so. there and i remember that and i was like i can never remember what the movie was and watching this movie at like eight o'clock in the morning just like yeah let's check this out i was like oh my god this is the movie that like freaked my ass the fuck out where i was like freaking did you, out have you watched it in, in 3, did you watch it in 3d i did not uh, I was gonna say but that, you can that still see the 3D in. stuff. You don't need yeah, 3D well, glasses to like, get where A the character 3D will stuff like at. throw a knife, and it's like, and you're like, okay. It just kind of stays <laughs> on it for a little bit longer, and you're like, all right, I get it, cool. Fine. But it was funny because I was like, oh, I've never seen this. Let's see what it's like. I had just rewatched the first one, and I was like, you know what, man? Like, I, I would stand that movie. Like, I'd defend that movie to somebody if they were like, I fucking hate it. Like, if somebody was like, I like Silent Hill, I'd be like, yeah, me too. But if someone was like, yo, Silent Hill, the movie sucks, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about this for a second. There's so I want to check out the second suck, one. Yeah, you know? there are things about it that suck. But, but I checked not, out the I second one. Bad. Biggest takeaway was... Um, bad. It's bad. Uh, and <laughs> uh, pin, uh, uh, the, the Pyramid Head is back, who I love. We like that. We like that. I like him. Who doesn't like him? He's right? such a cool character. His scene also in the first movie it fucking, fucking cool. rips. When he first shows rips. up, you're like, what the fuck is that? Well, you're like, clearly the coolest character has arrived. And then like that scene where he's stabbing the wall. And then there's like mm. one point where he's like, oh, I got to put my sword away for a second. Chunk, just sticks it somewhere. And then it's yeah, like, and he's like reaching the in the door. And they're shooting yeah. her off. It's like that. I'm like that stuff. I'm like, this is so cool. And then they're like, let's see what Sean Bean's doing. I'm like, don't you don't dare fucking, tell me what yeah. he's doing. Don't and he's got like when he's, he's when, when Pyramid Head's reaching in, he's got like he's got like those Robbie forearms, you know, like you know how your forearms are just fucking jacked. I've I I don't know if I agree. But You've got like the forearms of just like a fucking Olympian, and he's just like grabbing it, and I'm just like, those look like Robbie's forearms. <laughs> this guy has a lot of Robbie energy right now. I you know. You know? <laughs> now, that, now that you point it out, there's a lot of Robbie energy going on there. Yeah, I've heard that about me in, in period, uh, period head, pyramid head before. Pyramid, pi- pff, uh, yeah, no. no, not in this movie. But yeah, uh, Silent Hill, the movie, cool. Silent Hill Revelations 3D, not all that great. Gar- would garbage. welcome, would welcome a third one. Um, and Resident well, Evil, know, fun. Did you ever, did you ever play PT when that came out? Are you familiar with this? At I all? didn't. It got it got taken away. It got taken before down. I got yeah. the chance to do it. I did. Um, 
I did watch uh, my buddy Mike play it for a little bit. It's uh, cool. It's fucking cool. And I've seen it's like online cool. like a couple like clips and stuff like that. Yeah, for the for people who don't know, uh, PT standing for uh, playable teaser was a game that came out where you it was a first person game. It was a, it was a playable teaser. You're like playing a trailer essentially, but you're in this room that kind of randomly generates events. And then eventually you find out there's like a woman behind you. You go into a room and there's like a fetus in there. It's super atmospheric and scary, but it's a it's a trailer for Hideo Kojima's Silent Hill game before him and Konami got divorced. Uh, Hideo Kojima make Hideo Kojima maker of uh, famously the Metal Gear Solid series and also uh, Death Stranding. Most recently, you know he's he's one of the few auteur directors in video games and he's and he's a big deal and Who, who's uh, uh who's the bad guy in that it, in the konami versus hirojima konami yep okay so it seems there's really not a lot known about it because when there's like because it, it's one of those things in, in japan like, like yeah it's like you, you don't know a lot because they're all exactly very yeah and i was saying it's one of those you know? things when you have like a notorious director in any medium who's been as successful and great as they have been sometimes they can be the one being the dick so you know I where think konami's happened, like dude yeah. like silent hill so, games haven't sold for years what are you doing well i think the silent hill deal i think was like when things were good, I think it was like, they were like, oh yeah, Hideo Kojima has made us five plus Metal Gear Solid games. They all bang. They all sell well. People love them. People love Hideo Kojima as a name. Attach him to this property that's kind of dying because the last Silent Hill game was a dungeon crawler on the PSP and it was not good. <laughs> and you know, so mm. Silent Hill games have kind of lost their way for a while. So like, so we got, we got Norman Reedus, we got Guillermo del Toro, and we got Hideo Kojima all in this fucking game. That's my dog. Um, oh, nice. Uh, we got them all in this game. It's going to slap, you know, and, you know, it has, it has first of all, the curse of any Guillermo del Toro project where it's just like, there's a 50-50 chance it's actually going to ever come out. Um, But, yeah, so I think, and then, so when the divorce happened between the two, Hideo Kojima was, was pretty much like almost, he was about to release Metal Gear Solid 5. And if you play Metal Gear Solid 5, it is a amazing video game it doesn't have an ending it's really weird like it doesn't have like a last act you can tell that the game's like building towards something that just doesn't really exist um and then when you go uh data miners kind of like went into the game's code and were able to find like a lot more of the game that just wasn't finished and i think what happened is like Metal Gear Solid 5 is a super ambitious video game it has a lot in it i think kojima was just kind of like doing his artistic thing in video games, which doesn't always jive, where he's he's taken a lot of time and a lot of resources to make this game, but he's also under the gun of Konami, and I think Konami is, like, you know, very known for being a profits-driven yeah. company for the most part. They, like, their main manufactured product is pachinko machines. Uh, there's a Silent Hill and a Milligar Solid pachinko machine, if you ever want to check those out. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it was a messy situation. I do think Konami was mostly in the wrong... Especially because, like, in the ways it was going down, they were doing some really shit. They took Hideo Kojima's name, like, off the game at one point, and people fucking freaked out. I was like, well, that's not really fucking cool, man. Like, you made that game. You can tell. Baller move. Yeah, so it's a little weird. I still would have loved to see Hideo Kojima's Silent Hill Vision. And there's been some rumblings of, you know, Konami having not made that many video games for a long time, and slowly they started making some more games, none of it, they're bigger properties, but there's been a lot of rumors that other companies um, are, they're, lic- they're licensing out 
Silent Hills to a lot of different companies. There's the most recent rumor that came out was that they're making a lot of Silent Hill projects right now. Some of them a lot more smaller scale. Some of them like bigger rebooted scales, like bigger AAA games. Numbers really come to fruition. There's been some drama where indie developer were uh, tweeting like, we're making a game that starts with an S and ends with an L. And people were just like, Silent Hill. And they're like, no. And then everyone's like, you're making Silent Hill. And they're not. And now they're kind of in hot water just because everyone's expecting a Silent Hill game out of them and they're not making one. Yeah, I'd play so a new Silent like, Hill game immediately. Yeah. I mean, you know, if anything, if it can have that atmosphere that you really see in the movie, like there's really nothing like that, like rust horror. Like, yeah. And just yeah. like that so, ashy, like it's so unique. It's so cool, man. Like, do you ever play Alan Wake? <laughs> I never played Alan Wake. I played their follow up game, um, Control. Play Alan Wake. It is the coolest. It's one of the best games I've ever played. Alan, thinking about it in my Alan Wake is very inspired by Silent Hills, and then Last of Us is very inspired by Resident Evil. Yes, it's you know when I just said like Alan Wake is one of the best games ever made, I was like, did I was was that a little bit too like hyper hyperbolic? And then I remembered the ending of Alan Wake, and I was like, oh no, that movie's a fucking like masterpiece. The guy who writes that game. And he's written a few other cool games and control the game that I, I was just referring to. Uh, there's like no one like him in video games either. Like, like that. Just like it's it's like he writes like uh, controls like the Twin Peaks of video games, and it's still like an action game. Like it's really cool the way it's written. Um, well, didn't didn't EA just like happen? What was that? Uh, the 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 video game like teasers and trailers, big ass drops oh, and e- stuff like oh, that. Oh, E3. E3. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. You're good. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing of too much note came out about any of the things that we're talking about. Hey, now though. New. Uh, what is it? Uh, the guys that did um, Limbo and Inside. They got oh, the new are, game. Are they coming out with a new game? Yeah, I watched the trailer oh, the other day. I must day. have not seen the trailer. Did it look it's, cool? It's called like uh like Silt, I think it's called. Silt. Silt. Which like is like about like um it's like you're underwater and they've got like an awesome three minute, which is obviously just like it's the same kind of trailers they they put out for Limbo and Inside, where it's like you pretty much just watch the first oh, three is minutes. It, um it's is it Somerville? Or no, that's from the other guy. No. Okay, I have to look more into it, but yeah, I think it's I'll, play, called I'll play fucking anything. Silt. Silt? Silt. S-I-L-T. Uh, looks fucking cool. You're a little scuba diver, and so, like, you get yes. to kind of use all the the great, like, effects that they've used. Like, I, I think back to, like, Limbo's got underwater stuff. Inside's got underwater stuff. They essentially just, like... Yeah, put that true. into like a full game. I feel like it's not going to be underwater all the time, which is the usual thing. But I love those games because it's one of the funnest things for me and D to play. Uh, Diana, uh, my life partner, because she she doesn't really play video games all that much. But like they're so easy to understand as far as like your general understanding of what how video games operate like side scrolling back to back you got to figure out puzzles and it's very easy for us to just like pass the controller it's like oh when you die because you fuck up or you can't figure it out you pass the controller to somebody else with puzzles and stuff like that and like it's the coolest thing there's like no dialogue in the game so you can talk over it and and be like what do you think is happening here i don't know inside i mean like the end of inside is just like one of the fucking best 
things ever. Right. And it's like Limbo was so cool. Inside was such an upgrade. I can only imagine that like the more popular they get, the more time they get to be able to make it, you know, because Inside came out like six years ago at this point. Fuck. It's been a while now. So like they've been working on Silk Probably People still remember Limbo. Like it didn't come out like over 10 years ago. Yeah, they take they take a while to make these games because I think like between Limbo and Inside it was a long time too. I think they're a small crew, um, yeah, and I think they sure. generally allow that. You know, it's gonna take time to make this. They really take their time with it and make it look fucking great. Yeah, yeah, dude, I will definitely play that. I really want to play uh, the newest Resident Evil game that came out this year, Resident Evil Eight, because Seven, because that's like the next first person Resident Evil game that's come out, and Seven. Didn't really do it for me because I, I knew there wasn't like a ton mm. of like I, I like horror games where I can fight in them because it gives me like some sense of like control. Yeah. Um, but apparently this newest game with the big lady uh, has some really good combat in it, and it's like it's like short too, so it's like yeah, you can beat it. Jump that's in, the thing that's like got me really into playing like Resident Evil Two and the Resident Evil Three remake is that they're fairly short, and I'm like, cool. No, I'm into that. Like, you don't need to spread these. Well, two is you cool because you can play as the other character, and it's like a little different too. So it has like you know if you yeah. wanna if you want more game, it's it's there. You know? Yeah, because you in in two you switch over to Claire Redfield eventually, and I guess in this one they kind of just mix it up a little bit more where it's not too Leon yeah. heavy. There there is a part where you because I only actually did the Leon playthrough, and there is a, there is a point where you play as like. Uh, another character who's neither of them at one point. Uh, oh, are you talking about uh, with the red dress and the guns? The red dress. Yeah. Yes. So you play as her for a little bit, and that part's cool. Um, but yeah, then eventually, but then if you beat the game, then you can play the. I think it's Jill Valentine is the other character. Mm-hmm. You play her side of the story, and you know it's still in the police station. But I think she gets there either before or after Leon. Claire, so Redfield. like you have like. Is it clear? Okay, it is clear. Yeah, because Jill Valentine's is Resident Evil Three. Oh, she's three. She's, she's Resident she's, Evil Three. Right. She's the she's the female character from the first one. So you can pick either Chris or Jill in the first one, and then I it's see. Leon and Claire in the second one, and then it's Jill in the third one. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, that's been our episode on Resident Evil. You got anything else to say about uh, these bad boys or? I don't think so. I think we went I, uh, into like a bunch of good stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about this. I had more fun watching these than the uh, Final Fantasy movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though I still, I still am kind of an Advent Children stand, but you know, I mean, and I'm replaying Final Fantasy VII uh, right now. I just got the the 4K HDR. I start back up. I start back up this weekend. Uh, that's nice. going to be my get through that. Go back to Tomb Raider and finish Tomb Raider. And then you do all of them or just the first one? I'm gonna do all of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time with them. I'm gonna uh, yeah. like play a couple games in between. Two I still got the Miles slaps. Morales Spider Man. I got a lot of video games to catch up on. I got a lot of movies to catch up on. But luckily, I'm getting to a you point in my in my professional career where I can start kind of making time for myself. So it's going good. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna start catching up on some shit. Um, but yeah, next time on Eight Bits. We're going to be talking about Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Is it World of Warcraft or is it just Warcraft? World of Warcraft. Uh, the movie. The movie is just Warcraft. It's just called Warcraft. Directed by Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones, uh, son of David Bowie, uh, an amazing, amazing director. Um, I have not seen all of Warcraft. I have seen 
it, but I have not seen all of it, so I haven't seen it. I think that's also a long, a long one. I'd imagine it's a long one. Uh, I'm a big fan of Duncan Jones's other movies, uh, Source Code, Moon, and even Mute. I'm a big defender of Mute. Um, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into Warcraft, and uh, we're also going to be touching on uh, The Witcher. A little tiny bit in the same way. It's like mainly we're talking about Resident Evil in this episode, but we also got a little side thing on Silent Hill, something that's a little bit more there to fluff it up. And uh, we'll probably also have like a quick uh, recap of uh, any Resident Evil uh, Netflix show stuff that's coming out in a couple yeah, days. I would like yeah. to watch that. I'm going to watch it just because it, it looks intriguing to me. They did such a good job with Castlevania. So I yeah. would like to see what they're doing. Yeah, they're- Psyched about it. So. Psyched about it. Uh, but uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, this is the exclusive content page. So really appreciate you guys helping us out. If they, if you're listening to this distantly in the future when we have released it to the public, thanks for listening. And uh, sign up for our exclusive content page. Who knows what we're doing right now? And um, storyscreenbeacon.com. That's a website you should go to. And uh, rate, review, subscribe on any podcast that you're listening to right now, visit us on YouTube at story screen. We're on there. And, um, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's it. Robbie, that's thank it. you again so much for joining me and, thank uh, you for having me. I'll see you in about a month and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, that Warcraft. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you before then, but we'll see. God, I hope so. I hope you're, you're the pyramid head of my life. And you're the nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense makes sense i'm not i'm not the mr x i would never you never <laughs> i would never i would never i would never uh curse you even with this, this little hat that i got oh there he is can't can't shoot him <laughs> can't hurt him catch you guys next time peace, peace.